Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Advocacy Channel, a customer marketing podcast presented by Sasquatch. I'm your host, Will Fraser, and this is episode 11. In today's episode, I'm thrilled to have Leslie Barrett join us. As the Director of Customer Marketing and Advocacy at Sendoso, Leslie is a well-known expert in this space with a wealth of knowledge, experience, and tactical insights to share. Tune in as Leslie and I discuss her incredible journey as a customer marketer, her approach to developing advocates from the very beginning of their journey, and her best tips for other customer marketers. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, uh, Leslie. I'm so happy to have you uh, on the show today. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I was starting to get a little FOMO not being on this podcast. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad we found a time to, to get you on here. And, uh, you know, don't don't uh, ask for too much because we, we might just invite you back on. So um, we'll jump in, though. Um, in your intro here, we, we kind of told people that you were from Sendoso. And I think many of us do know uh, Sendoso. But for those of us who don't, uh, could you just give us a quick uh, overview of, of what the Sendoso uh, offering is? Yeah, so Sendoso is the leading sending platform that delivers modern direct mail, personalized gifts, e-gifts, and other physical impressions at scale. And we're the only platform that includes multiple sending categories, right? So direct mail, turnkey gifts, branded swag, and virtual experiences, which is pretty cool. Um, So your team can start sending right away. Uh, I'm a really, really creative person. So the fact that I get to like channel uh, all of that through gifts really makes this the perfect job for me. Are there any uh, any kind of really cool gifts you've seen or any any gifts that you see your your clients send that you just wish that uh, they'd send you? Oh my gosh. Well, all the time. Um, I do have an advocacy program and I'm, you know, I've been with these people for three years and we're kind of friends now. <laughs> um, so they'll send me some of their bundles just as like a nice gift um, for providing kind of like the community and all the exclusive content that we're putting out. Um, I think one of my favorite gifts was one that I came up with. I'm not biased at all. <laughs> um, it was, um, okay, so you know slides? They're, they're sandals, but they call them slides. Okay, yeah. I created custom... Uh, slides with our super sender logo. That's the name of my advocacy program. And they were actually an invite. They were a physical invitation to an event called slide into holiday sense. Oh man. And I just thought I killed that. Um, And I captured everybody's shoe size in an intake form that I have when they become a member. So I know everybody's sizes, everybody's birthday, um, and now I know everyone in shoe size. And so that was really cool. And they're actually like a, a customizable slide. So you can take off the front flap. Oh. And if I ever create another slide that they can just kind of like snap that back into place. Oh, so. nice. Nice. And when you I'll say it's a physical favorite. invitation, now this is my own nerdiness. Did they have to present their slide to like slide to get in? Like, was it like oh, scan sure, sure. barcode? Um, <laughs> it, was a, it was just a gift oh, okay. to uh, get them to the landing page yeah. to register for the event. Um, and there was a, I can't remember if I did a QR code that time. 
No. Okay. The cool thing about Sendoso is when your gifts arrive, when UPS scans it, yeah. it automatically triggers an email to me. Ah. So then I'm able to um, either just, you know, if it's a small group, then I can do the one-to-one communications where I'm like, hey, I see you received your slides. Here's the landing page to register for the event. Because you always kind of want to like follow up on that. Mm-hmm. You can't just like let the gift just sit there. Right. And, you know, you have to have another channel Mm. to follow up with them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it really, it was great. I can't remember the, uh, metrics on that, but I think, I think I had like a 70% attendance rate. Yeah. I I just, in my head, I was just imagining a whole bunch of people showing up and taking their shoes off and uh, being like, scan me in. But, um, maybe, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's awkward, but that's what I want to just, I just want to watch the awkwardness. Maybe not effective. Um, well, I think the pandemic really forced me to think outside the box mm. and like, we had to create something fun for these folks. These everyone's stuck at home. Yeah. And so what could, and, and that was the thing with the slides, right? Everybody's stuck at home and wearing slippers right, right. Um, or sandals. And so I really thought that would uh, land well. And um, I still get, you know, emails or if I see people, they'll just be like, I still have my slides. They're the most comfortable <laughs> slides I own. <laughs> nice. The win, the win. Awesome. Um, maybe a pandemic topic for many, but, um, you know, I'd love to get a bit of a background on, on your career progress. I mean, I think, um, many people that find their way into advocacy don't find it in a straight line. It's kind of serendipitous right. journeys. Um, and I'm always kind of interested, uh, in these journeys because I think the, the space is growing so rapidly right now, but, um, maybe not a known path. So would you be able to share just a little background on kind of how you got into this role? For sure. It's like my favorite story to tell. Um, So I started my career off at Marketo as an SDR, wait for it, intern, not an SDR, an SDR intern, Um, which that was fun. Um, No, I, I, I thought it, you know, gave me a lot of perspective on how hard that job is. Um, And so, and I learned a lot with sales. Uh, so kind of did a really cool, wild thing to get recognized at Marketo. I, it was a Halloween contest and I dressed up, I should, I should show the picture. I'll do a post on LinkedIn of this, this picture of me in a purple morph suit. Do you know what a morph yeah, suit is? Yeah, means? yeah. Up, up here we we have them. They they weren't the hockey games, but they're like those Power Ranger suits. I'll call them for my youth. But yes, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it could like the Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala. Just my whole face is covered, <laughs> and um, I had I went to a mall to get it to get the Marquetta logo screen printed on like on the morph suit, yeah. and I walked in there like I'm the Marquetta mannequin. <laughs> And I wanted to win the contest. Yeah. And um, my point to winning was that everybody would know my name in the whole company. And I won. Right. And so that actually happened. Um, they sent out the newsletter to everyone. They put it on like, yeah, I can't remember what we were using uh, to alert the whole company of who the winner was. Sure. But there was a picture of me. There was my name. There was what I was doing. Yeah. And then I used that to book meetings with all the executives on each floor to see what, what I wanted to do in my career. You know, SDR was really hard for me. And at this point, not to like date myself or like tell everybody the world how old I am, but I was like 
a 30-year-old intern at that time pretending that I'm 21 <laughs> and that I'm like, you know, in with the cool kids. And um, I was like, oh man, I got to do something. So then I found professional services. And at the time, it's so, it was really, really hard for these marketers to, to wrap their heads around marketing automation. And so they needed help. Mm -hmm. And this professional services department really helped guide them and launch their campaigns. Um, and so it was my first time I ever got to work with customers, loved it. So I worked my way up all the way to, I was like, you know, three years, I got all the way up to an enterprise engagement manager doing custom marketing automation packages at Microsoft. And I was like, um, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Like, where's my little white flag? Like, get me out of here. This isn't fun for me anymore. So, um, at that time, John Miller had started Engageo, who's the co-founder of Marketo. Uh, so I just kind of whoop, went over there and uh, became the first CSM. Mm. And then shortly after that, um, I was really great uh, with the customers. So, um, he was like, why don't you get into an advocacy role? And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, well, Influitive, go Google Influitive and yeah. take all their training courses. And so that's exactly how I learned uh, and got started. I just, you know, started doing all the certifications and learning how to do it, launched my first advocacy program there. Then I was getting like a budget to do these, these custom unique gifts for these people. And I was creating custom bobbleheads and like just having so much fun and doing events. And I just like completely fell in love with the role. Um, and then of course at Sendoso, it's really where I've done like my best work. And it's, it's just so such a great place for a customer marketer because um, as we all know, surprise and delight and rewards and recognition is, you know, all about customer marketing. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's really the best fit for me. So, I, I mean, I can tell through this story that you're a very reserved person, a very shy. Um, I was a little- <laughs> Very introvert. Yeah, I was a little worried about your morph suit uh, story there because the, the first thing I thought was everyone will know your name, but not your face. Um, but I, I like- I, put, I, I had, I kind of put it down like a turtleneck. Uh -huh, okay. And so like, I, my face was actually- in Okay, the I, I was like, okay, yeah, this, is, this is the greatest strategy to be the most name, known name, but unknown face in the company. I'm, I'm loving it. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, you're that girl. Yeah, I'm right. like, yes. Yes, exactly. I, I know who the, the mysterious uh, secret identity is, and I'm willing to expose it to you for uh, for an interview or for a, a conversation. Um, but I, I like, and I've never really lost that girl. Yeah, right? she's still ten years later. She's like still here. She, I put myself out there right now. I'm like into the big TikTok scene, yeah. and um, there's not a lot I have in common with that ten year old ten year yeah. ago person that I was, except the fact that I will just do anything for these companies that I love. It's weird. Yeah. It's what, I mean, I think one of the great parts of that story, you know, you really managed to, to explore the customer journey, right? From SDR, mm -hmm. from a place where, you know, they don't really know about you, or if they do, they're not talking to you, um, into, sure. you know, working in those more customer driven engagements, professional services, customer success management. Um, that must have given you a pretty good kind of view of that of that customer journey. And, and is that something you find helps yeah. you today in, in your advocacy role? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, if you just hopping back, hopping mm -hmm. into when they become a customer, um, I just heard how lost people were mm. in professional services. Some of them were crying oh, no. to me. 
Um, you know, like, cause back in, in 2012, uh, marketing automation was a relatively new concept and, um, not a lot of people, you know, people were doing these mass emails and just, you know, the high first name ended up being on the, the token wasn't right. And everything was exploding and there were, um, you know, the journey, maybe the, the, the learning and, uh, what am I trying to say? The education piece wasn't really there and no one was doing customer marketing at that time. Mm -hmm. So, um, I took on those emotions from when I was talking to those customers. It's like, Oh my gosh, I really, really want to help them. I want them to have something in their inbox as soon as they're thinking of it. Mm -hmm. If they're like, you know, they're, they're in the building or they're, you know, implementing the software and they think of something. I want the email to pop up with my name on it, providing them that relevant content at the relevant time. Um, so that that builds trust with me. And then that kind of lends its hand to when I ask them to be a part of the advocacy program. Right. So they're like, oh yeah, Leslie Barrett. Oh, she's been providing me you know, great information since the beginning, of course, I'll join her advocacy program, or of course, I'll do a G2 review, because we've kind of built that online trust. Mm -hmm. And then when they get in the program, that's when I hit them with my personality, and we start to to know each other a lot better. And, um, you know, it's just all about them and what they need. So that's an interesting approach you're taking, because I've seen a lot of customer advocacy uh, roles and people really kind of if you will, they, they put up a landing page and it's like, hey, identify yourself and and you can be an advocate and, and then I'll get to know you. But it sounds like you're really starting at the very beginning of their customer yeah. journey. Um, how do yeah. you develop that in, intuitive knowledge of, of what their next problem is going to be and, and when the right touch points are? Because it's just it's outside yeah. of what I see a lot of customer marketers or, or advocacy marketers doing. Yeah, I would say instead of just guessing. Um, what I do is, uh, I, I do what's called a ride along. That's what I call it. Um, I hop on with the new customers on their onboarding, right? So occasionally you will have a, a customer who you just kind of know them when you hear them. Mm. They're, they're thought leaders, they're innovative, they're fun, and they don't mind uh, that you kind of ride shotgun along with them. At least that's what I've heard. We kind of say, hey, I'm Leslie Barrett, customer marketing. I really, really want to go on this journey with you and uh, to, to better improve um, the onboarding journey for our entire customer base. Like this is a big deal. Mm. And if I can be a part of your journey and get, you know, five minutes from you after every single touch point during the onboarding journey, this is going to be monumental for the rest of the customer base. And it's a big deal and I'll reward you. handsomely. <laughs> for this. Um, so <clears throat> it's great. I, I, I want to go along with them. I go on all their zooms. Um, and then, uh, after each session and then, a after a couple days goes by, that's when you check in with them, either by email or I create surveys. Mm -hmm. um, you want to just meet them where they're at. They're busy, busy marketers or you know whoever your customers are. Mm -hmm. And just to meet them where they are is a really great um, 
just a great experience for them too. Right. So, um, I do pop these people into my Slack community. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to, you know, meet them where they are in Slack or an email or a survey. Mm -hmm. And I ask them things like, was anything unclear during our, during that last call? Was it too much of a fire hose? Cause that can always, that can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, what did you feel like you needed more of? What types of content would be good at this stage? Right. So like really getting in their minds the, the couple days afterwards, what do you need right at this minute? What wasn't what, you know, what is coming up for you? And um, so, and do you find that uh, most people when you, when you ask for this are, are open to it or do you kind of have to, you know, reach out to 10 to get one or, or something like that? Well, I would say that everyone's pretty open okay. to it because of the people who I'm marketing to. Right. I'm marketing to marketers and um, I would think that they're, that most people would be open to it because it's helping them at the same time. Right. Um, right. And if it's all in your positioning and how you position it with um, why it's important, what's going to benefit you in the end and why it's going to be like a really, you know, big deal for the rest of the customer base. And after, you know, we're going to go along this journey and, uh, the first thing I'd like to do after you, um, the first thing that I'd like you to do after you graduate from onboarding is do a customer spotlight and put you in the customer newsletter. So there's tons of ways that you can position yeah. it. And if you are, you know, if you do try this and you are getting like some nose in there, um, then I would just switch. That's what a marketer does. We just switch up, um, our ask yeah. and it's, most people are just human and they get it, but. And, and how much do you think though, those rewards, you know, you said, you know, you know, whether it's being featured in the newsletter yeah. or some kind of gift, how much of that reward do you think is, um, is getting them on board or how much of that do you think is just helping build a relationship for, for down the road in the, in the advocacy program, maybe? Well, the, you know, we're Sendoso, right? So anytime I'm sending them a gift, I'm just modeling what's possible in our platform. Right. Too. So, uh, for example, if I do a survey, we have a, an integration with SurveyMonkey that's absolutely brilliant so that after they submit their questions or their answers, um, they hit submit and then an e-gift is sent mm. directly to their email address. Yeah. And they know they're going to get like a DoorDash gift card. They're going to get like lunch today. They're going to get, you know, some dinner. Um, we do a Sendoso choice as well, where it offers um, two to 10 different gift cards. I think two is too few. And I think 10 is too many. And the Sendoso landing page, uh, it just looks best with four options. And so I always do the Amazon for the Amazon lovers, a charity choice um, mm -hmm. in case ever, anybody can't accept gifts and wants to uh, donate to charity. Yep. Um, I do the DoorDash or Uber Eats. And then... I think the last one is either Barnes and Nobles or Nordstrom's because mm. sometimes you just want to spoil yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that, that's uh, that's a good point, and, and, uh, and I like the the highlighting there of the charity um, card. I know in some of our work, we've definitely seen the uh, the concern about well, what can, what happens if they can't accept the reward, which is obviously real in some places. So I, I like that mm -hmm. as, a, as a good call out there. Um, as far as kind of uh, a maturity scale of, of you know a company putting together. Um, you know, a rewards program connecting with their, their onboarding program and pulling it into the, the, uh, the advocacy space. 
Um, do you have any, any kind of thoughts there, any hot takes on, uh, on when is the right time uh, for a company to be looking at this? A company to be looking for an advocacy program. Yeah, I mean, I think just in general, a rewards program. You know, this seems like a structure. Like even, even you know, your yes, the ride-alongs are, are probably. I mean, I would guess everybody should do this by by uh, by by your logic. But the idea of building in like a structured rewards program around it, or and and maybe even an advocacy program. Um, is there a maturity point, or do you think that's kind of right from the get-go? Um, of course, if you're, you know. Uh, in an angel fund or the series a, I mean, you can't just be doing these, uh, hefty gifting post sale. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that for the sales team and prospecting that this is a way to rise above the digital noise and, um, you know, get people's attention in really thoughtful ways if it's done correctly, but post sales, um, I think, my one of my favorite things is just to be like super scrappy um with gifting too i don't i don't tend to go super overboard on um you know the patagonias mm. and the north faces or the electronics and bluetooth and all that kind of stuff yeah. um let me give you an example um, of something that I believe is becoming a fundamental expectation in onboarding is to receive a little something when someone signs the deal mm-hmm. and a little intro to your CSM. Um, this could be a handwritten note from your CSM. Like, I can't wait to get started with you. Like, I'm just looking forward to meeting. Like, this is so special. We're going to kill it. We're going to rock and roll. It's going to be great. Um, show a little bit of your personality. Maybe there's a business card in there with all their information. What is that? $5? Great. Send it. Um, and then let me, Uh, give you an example of an onboarding gift um, that I'm sure if you're listening, you've heard me talk about this before, but I really just thought it was so powerful. I believe it. If you buy it in bulk, it's like $1 and nine cents, but it is um, jelly bellies. It's a pack of jelly bellies um, with a custom logo right at the top. And you pick your two colors of your website colors, right? Mm -hmm. So for us, it's orange and teal. So you have a bag of the orange jelly bellies and right in the center is a teal jelly belly. And the message is like, get ready to stand out with Sendoso or Mm -hmm. stand out with your platform. A dollar, right? Like worth it. And you can, and it just, you know, it's a fun little sweet treat. It it delivers, uh, the message lands and you know it's super super cost effective. So and, um, yeah, I think that's something important for us to remember in, in all forms of customer marketing. But but especially when it comes to gifting, that that you know, I mean, our grandmothers probably said it, but you know, it's it's the thought that counts. Um, often it's the it's the act of receiving something um, and having that moment in time to um, you know in, engage with that brand beyond just a, a sales call or an onboarding call. Um, and so I, I love that idea, and I, and I and I think it is like easy for us to all say, "Oh no, I've got to send an iPad. I've got to send you know something expensive so that it really matters." But mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I think that uh, I've got a few expensive toys I've purchased over the years that uh, that are pretty good at collecting dust, um, and I've got a, a few other things that uh, that really didn't cost a ton that I, I'm very fond of or uh, or definitely enjoyed consuming at least. 
Right. Um, I believe Slack does this really well. Um, I remember receiving it when we onboarded with them uh, instead of a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if there was a gift associated with it. Probably now there is. Um, it was, you know, onboarding materials. And mm. uh, instead of, you know, a big eight by 10 or 10 by 13 folder full of paperwork, it was actually just a a very small, maybe like a four by six booklet Mm. of like how to get started. And you leave it right next to your computer and it doesn't take up a lot of room on your desk. And it just was a way to kind of like a quick reference guide. I just thought that that was um, pretty smart to make it a small little booklet so that it won't just like go in your drawer. Um, And it's just right there for when you need it and you can like do a quick reference. So I am really all about the content at the right time in the right time of their journey. Um, and so, um, that was just memorable for me yeah. and I see a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, you know, it's going to interesting time with the, you know, uh, you know, the right content at the right time in your journey. Um, you know, you've been running the advocacy program over at Sendoso for three, three and a half years now. How does that connect with the advocacy journey? You know, like when, when someone becomes part of the advocacy program, you know, how are you identifying the right moments to engage with them with the right advocacy action or ask um, through your program? Sure. Um, okay. Well, let me give you a little background on, on the program. So um, it's called the Super Sender program, and it's for our marketing power users who are all tackling Uh, you know, how to rise above the noise. And they range from like super successful raving fans to people who just really believe in what we're doing. And they are in it just to have access to our products team because they want to be able to influence where we're going. Mm -hmm. So we have a Slack community. Um, I I do have a lesson in there. uh, Love to hear that. uh, Yeah, I would have started that earlier. I don't know what I was thinking. I launched the program and they kind of were all just kind of like living somewhere, floating around in the SAS. Like, I'm like, you're <laughs> in this program. They're like, cool. That, I'm like, what, that just means that you're going to, yeah. Um, it was, I mean, it still was great. And yeah. I still think advocacy professionals are doing it this way where they just have, you know, a nurture stream in, in Marketo and they're providing, you know, exclusive content and doing exclusive events, which I'm doing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have something and somewhere to go, uh, it was, I should have, I just should have done that. Like mm-hmm. the day I launched the program, it should have just had a Slack, a free Slack version, right. uh, community of that. So, um, lesson learned there. So if you're thinking about, um, a community aspect of your advocacy program, like it's just, now that I know these marketers and they tell me the value of the program and they're putting it inside G2 reviews, they're putting it in their trust radius reviews, shouting from the rooftops, join the super sender program. It's so beneficial. Mm-hmm. We have so much fun in there that, yeah, I just, um, you know, don't delay, just launch it with that. Or if you have a separate community, make a, uh, like a community platform, um, make a, a, a private channel within that and, and add people in there to mm. get them talking and to get them sharing best practices and all that stuff. Um, and then, as I mentioned, uh, I plan all the user groups, webinars, happy hours, uh, and it's a chance for them to ask their like burning questions to each other. And the lesson there 
is that even if the user group is really, really small, mm -hmm. just keep planning them. And it's, it's almost like if they don't make this one or even the one after that, they know that it's, there's extra support there right. if and when they need it. And I do believe that that support is critical for retention. Um, so last year we landed at an, a 97% retention rate for our program members. Nice. Right. So to leave Sendoso is leaving our community and they just simply don't want to give up the relationships they've built and all the exclusive content and events that are creating for them. You know, I, I really like that. A few kind of key points there for me. I mean, first of all, I hear so many advocacy programs that are really about um, paying people for testimonials. If we're if we're just mm. direct about it, it's like I want you to do a case study, do a video, and do a testimonial, and I'll pay you for it. In, not in cash normally, but you know, in something. Um, I really like that that you're talking about the community aspect of the 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 sharing, but also um, the access to people and to resources and to help. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I often think that no matter what product we're purchasing, uh, we're buying, uh, you know, trust uh, and possibly a promotion, you know, like that's really what we're we're going for. Um, and I think it's just so cool to see those being built into the uh, the super sender community. Um, and additionally, uh, you know, I, I like hearing that you're using Slack and it's not that I have an affinity to Slack over any of the other messaging tools. I just think that it's so important to uh, to find the strategy that's right for you. And, and then yeah. find the technology that's right for where you are in that strategy. You know, uh, in, in, in our world, some people come to us and say, you know, you say they want to launch a referral program and they say, well, I've got a hundred customers. Why can't I do this with a spreadsheet? I don't have a good answer for you. You probably should do it with a spreadsheet. <laughs> like, you know, if it's, if you're not talking about volume automation, then I mean, yeah, there's engagement, there's benefits, there's all these perks, but like, it's a valid question. And sometimes it's like, yeah, let's whip up a, a free Slack, you know, channel or a Slack group. And yeah give it a test. And I, and I love that spirit and that, that approach. Yeah. I mean, we have looked into community platforms. Uh, I think it was like, I did a 40 page or 40 presentation slide deck yeah. on, you know, the benefits of insighted higher logic, mm -hmm. Salesforce community, Zendesk, and looked into all of them. And, you know, seems like we have a, a community <laughs> that's going pretty well. Um, and so for us, we're just, you know, not, not there yet. And it's rocking and rolling. And um, until they tell me differently, I always take my cues off of what's going on in that community. They're talking about something. I'm uh, then I just create a user group around it. They want to mm. know how to do something. They post a question. Then I'm just creating exclusive content about it. So, um, they really guide where this program is going. And it took me, took me about two years to build out my pillars for the program. Um, and I, I didn't understand how important it is to build out the pillars of your advocacy program in order to protect your department. So my three pillars of advocacy um, and how I build my program is around learning and career development, right? So that exclusive content and those exclusive opportunities for these folks, right? Like they're there are some people who want the speaking opportunities, who want mm. the PR spotlights. Um, but they also want and are really passionate about becoming a better user with your platform. So that's all of that type of content that I need to get them. Mm. So that's one pillar. The next one is peer networking. So all of those user mm. groups, webinars, uh, the community aspect in Slack and all that stuff. Um, 
And then rewards and recognition. So that's, of course, where Sendoso fits so nicely into uh, rewarding um, and just being fun and doing surprise and delight programs. And then also the Sendy Award programs, which is like my little baby of a mm-hmm. program that I love so much and should be really spectacular in 2022, planning something fun. Hmm. But basically, if I build my program off of those three pillars of advocacy, then my members stay happy and active, engaged. And also going back to how you protect your department, it's really showcasing your advocacy program to the rest of the company. You know, I join all hands very frequently. Um, And so when somebody comes to me and is like, oh, do you think you could do a case study on a vendor in Ireland? Uh, I'm like, well, um, you know what? I'm going to have to point you to someone else because that's really not what what I do. What's that? That's not it. That's not me. Um, But I'll point you in the right direction for that. So I didn't know how critical it was to build out those pillars and to share that with your boss, get, you know, get your boss's boss's input on it and just really stay focused on what is going to move the needle for you and your department. I think that's a a really solid, solid point there. Um, Advocacy programs, I think, can have a tendency to get watered down, a little bit muddy to find their, their value. And I love that idea of having a clear you know, vision and strategy and getting that, that buy-in at the, at those higher levels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I always look at it and it sounds like you've done this very well. And I, I think, you know, a great leader is someone who communicates their vision, gets buy into their vision, but gets such strong buy-in that when they tell someone, I can't do that because it's not part of the vision, people are like, oh, right, right. I, we believe <laughs> in the vision. This is, I'm, it was a silly ask. It was a silly ask. I will, I, yeah. I, I will go away and, and shame myself for this. It is my yeah. fault. I think, you know, earlier on in my career, I was just like, yes, yes, I will do that. Whatever, whatever you need me to do. And that's kind of like the evolution of the uh, advocacy strategy. It's yeah. like a, a piece of it, right? Just learning what uh, is going to move the needle for your department and sticking with it. Wonderful. Well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you've got all sorts of uh, really exciting uh, things you're doing there from onboarding, ride-alongs, nurturing um, into the the advocacy program, uh, the Slack community uh, education just sounds amazing. Um, are there any key lessons on this journey that you just wish someone kind of had handed down to you when you started, you know, on this three and a half years ago that you just wish that, uh, that you had known? Yes. Yes. I was thinking about this. This has actually been really top of mind for me. There's two things. Um, one going back to how much I care about the customer. I do. I really, really care that they are successful with this platform, um, not only because it benefits me as a customer marketer, but like we're, we're, this is just such cool stuff and fun and creative. And these are my people, I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Um, and so I really did a lot of stuff, you know, as a customer marketer um, for the customer. And I and I even um, rolled up to the VP of customer success for a really long time. Hmm. Now that I'm on the marketing team, you know, I, I really wish that I would have enabled the sales team a little bit more. Um, I was so focused on enabling the customers that I kind of lost sight of the fact that our sellers are going to need to know the success of our customers. Um, and 
you know, the world does too with all these case studies and video testimonials and reviews. And I just, you know, put my head down and cranked those out. We're currently number five uh, best software products on G2. Oh, wow. Gotta love that. And so I was really heads down. And then I kind of like popped my head up and was like, oh my God, these poor sales guys, they're stuck at home. They're all remote. What about these new folks that are coming on board and are having to listen to gong calls, like love gong, thank sure. God it exists, but how many gong calls can you really listen to? And so I, I'm now trying to right that wrong and I'm doing so many things for them. I'm creating group reference events where I'm getting two advocates to jump on um, an event uh, really making it an intimate uh, event where we're having one advocate to every 10 prospects on the call. And we're really digging into like the challenges, their stories um, and letting these prospects just, you know, act like it's a one-to-one reference call and ask their questions. Nice. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really been great of scaling that reference program. And then another one is enabling the sales folks with pocket stories. You don't always need a full blown case study with metrics and um, you know, all these uh, successful sends or um, these big stories that talk about the entire you know, their entire story, right. you can just give sales little snippets that are going to help them with their talk track and their own storytelling. Part of being a good salesperson is to be able to tell a good story and sell it. And, um, you know, I, I really enabling them to learn by, uh, a Slack channel that I call pocket stories for sales. So anytime I talk to a customer and they're telling me something about what they're doing, boom, it's mm-hmm. in, it goes in that Slack channel. And then I have, um, you know, Tuesday's story time with yeah. Leslie Barrett. And uh, we'll go into a, more of a, a success story or one that's coming out um, or anything really that I feel is uh, pertinent to what they're talking about on a day-to-day basis with these prospects. So I'm just laid it all out on the table of like what, <laughs> what not to do. So uh, <laughs> learn from me. And I, but you know, in my defense, I'm one person. Yeah. It was a lot to do for three years. Yeah. No. Uh, so, you know, thankfully I'm growing the team this year. Um, and so I don't want to say it was, is all on me. It was really, it was hard to, to build what I built solo. Um, but I, I do, you know, respect, uh, the sales team and want to make sure they succeed. Yeah. And, and I think this is a, a fascinating space uh, in customer marketing and customer advocacy and, and just recognizing how far it reaches across the customer journey, but how deep it reaches into the company, right? From, from you know, sales to marketing to success to product. I mean, product, these yeah. you, you are building um, an, uh, a team of people, these, these advocates, these, these great customers, that then everybody wants access to that resource. Uh, and it's it's a tough challenge out there still. And I, I don't think it's a completely solved space for anyone, but it is a great opportunity for all of us as, uh, as we look forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I believe that our advocacy program is an absolute differentiator in the market for us. Mm-hmm. Simply put, our competitors just don't have this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing some research in the community space. And if they start now, it'll take them a year to get to where we are. Right. And, um, you know, like I 
don't know if I should be saying that, but <laughs> better get on it. Well, you'll, you'll be a year me, further right? ahead though, right? It's, it's a never ending, never ending uh, race to catch up. And if you don't start now, it's a yeah. pretty hard one to run. Wonderful. Well, Leslie, this has been really enjoyable. I, I've, I really loved this conversation. Um, really enjoyed digging into so many different facets of customer marketing here. Um, I just want to thank you very much uh, for your time here today. Uh, but before we go, uh, where where can people connect with you? Where can they they find you uh, online? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm on LinkedIn under Leslie Barrett, and then you can always email me. I'm Leslie at Sendoso.com. Love it. Uh, and then also I'm on TikTok now. Hey, <laughs> having so much fun with <laughs> with the TikTok. Um, I'm under the handle CMA Soulmate. CMA Soulmate. I love it. You can talk to your CMA soulmate if you wish. <laughs> nice. Um, and yes, thank you very, very much for your time here today. I'm, uh, I'm really uh, looking forward to being able to share this with all of our audience. And uh, I'm sure we'll have uh, many great conversations in the future. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode of the Advocacy Channel. Join us next time as we uncover more insights from other industry experts like Leslie. If you like what you heard and would like to support the show, please review, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about customer marketing, head over to the Sasquatch blog or follow us on LinkedIn. The links are in this episode's description. If you're looking to create your own powerful customer marketing and advocacy programs that will help you better activate, engage, and retain your customers, head over to sasquatch.com. That's S-A-A-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H.com to learn about our referral, loyalty, and rewards platform for tech companies. And that wraps up another great episode of the Advocacy Channel. We'll see you real soon.